0: Welcome to Griff Talks Football. Uh, no, it's not an original name, but it's my show anyway. Uh, I am feeling a little sick, and so if my voice sounds terrible, then there you go. Also, again, my mic has been inconsistent, so the voices go in and out, I'll make sure to at least correct it as much as possible. Um, but I'm also like trying to stay close to my recorder as much as possible to prevent or at least minimize the in and out when talking about certain things um also i do apologize for not dropping an episode this past saturday Uh, my birthday was celebrated but also i've been busy doing academic work amongst other things so something to let y'all know is that i'm only going to be recording episodes and publishing episodes on wednesdays where i will be reviewing Games that happened <clears throat> sorry i'll be reviewing the games that happened this past week and then previewing games that will be happening this upcoming um so that's something that i'll be doing from here on out at least throughout the 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 the, the year up until january we'll, we'll probably discuss more about the games since it will be playoff implications or when we get into playoffs uh so, that point, this semester the also going be over. And so, here we go. Uh, in this episode, I'll be reviewing all the games that happened in week four, and then summarize them with the overall theme with some details. And then, uh, preview the games that are happening this upcoming weekend, and, and kind of like do an overall theme, if you will, but like what to look for. In those games, and that'll be it to the extent of this episode. Uh, no news of the week thus far. Uh, so here we go. To open this up and reviewing games, opening up the Packers versus Eagles that happened last Thursday. Eagles won despite injuries, and Packers' running game is still not a go. Like Aaron Rodgers. Doing what Aaron Rodgers does, threw over 450 yards. He threw the ball 54 times, I think, completed 30-something of them. Um, And he threw uh, two touchdowns in the process, but he also threw an interception. And he also ran the ball a couple times for 46 rushing yards. So, overall, he had a good performance despite not being able to to. The, not being not for the offense not being able to run the ball again matt LaFleur is coming from a zone scheme he wants to keep the ball as balanced but lean towards the run as much as possible and that hasn't you know occurred uh, the only difference though in the week four game and the first three games of the season um for, for matt LaFleur is that the the offense has started off great and then just has been Install or stuck, but in this game they were stuck in the beginning, and then you know they tried to come back but ultimately you know lost the game 34-27 to the Eagles. But the Eagles still haven't had a healthy line, healthy receivers. Alshon Alshon Jeffrey came in the game, but he wasn't full hundred percent. He he's one of the starting receivers for the team, and Carson Wentz. He's not exactly healthy either, but he played throughout the game and he's probably one of the reasons why uh they won. Now he didn't throw three hundred yards or anything. He almost threw for two hundred yards, but it was Jordan Howard. Uh, they were able to just run all over the the Packers defense. And so that Packers defense <clears throat> was bad. It was it was bad. Um but Carson Wentz was also able to pick up, you know, third downs and made some pretty good throws in that game to kind of keep the chains moving and then, you know, ended up scoring a touchdown on that, on that drive through the run. So the Packers defense still has a, uh, a lot of things to now work on. Uh, Run defense has always has been bad thus far. Been in the late twenties in terms of like how good amongst thirty-two teams, how good the run defense is, and it's not. It's not, and so that's something they'll try to uh, work on for this upcoming game against the Cowboys. Yeah, the offensive balance is still not there for the Packers and the Eagles. Uh, if they continue to play well without all of their starters, I can't imagine how good they'll be once their starters come back in. So, congrats on the Eagles for winning that game. Uh, Chargers versus Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are just terrible. They lost 30-10. to 10. You know, Josh Rosen, who was the starter for that game as the quarterback for the Dolphins, you know, had one or two good drives you know, through the touchdown pass. Uh, but... Still played bad because the offense is, is bad. He's got one weapon in Devontae Parker. Um, but even then, he can't carry the team on his own because it's, again, that bad. Um, and so Chargers didn't have a second half collapse. Um, so congrats on the Chargers for winning an easy game. Redskins versus the Giants. Dwayne Haskins didn't make a difference. In 10 to Cali, he did by... You know, leaving a field goal drive, but he threw three interceptions in that game against what should have been an easy game for any quarterback, um, even with Case Keenum, who evidently got benched, and is now in a walking boot. That should have been news of the week, my bad. Yeah, Case Keenum was mostly, most likely out for either four weeks or for the season, but that hasn't been confirmed. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is bad. I'm just sick, um, but dwayne H- Haskins didn't make the opportunity when when given against that atrocious Giants defense, but yet through three interceptions, Giants won twenty four to three. Daniel Jones played okay. He fumbled and threw two picks in the process, but through two touchdowns. and so um again, congrats to Giants winning twenty four to three. Titans versus Falcons. Not sure what to make of the Falcons and Titans. Like they've they played good in certain games. They've played atrocious and bad games. And in Titans, they dominated this game, 24 to 10. But they've been bad in other games. Like they beat the Browns week one, but they lost to the Colts, and they lost to the Jaguars. And that was just from bad offensive plays. And bad offensive ex- execution by the by the players, too, especially from Marcus Mariota. Um, he's been in the league since 2015, yet his play has not improved whatsoever. Um, but then again, the Titans did win. Uh, Falcons, even though Matt Ryan threw over 400 yards, a lot of it, again, was through not so much garbage time, because they scored in the first half, but just because of the amount of plays, past plays they call it, because they were behind. Um, and just FYI, even if a team's down like 20 or 14 points, or however many points, yes, there will be somewhat of a sense of urgency to throw the ball, but still keep balance, still run. Um, but again, uh, my, all, my laptop has also been going off on these updates. I can't silence them. Um, but again, uh, Titans won. But still, I can't decide how good these teams are actually are because they've been inconsistent. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll see throughout the season what to make of them. Panthers, oh my God! Laptop stop. All right, Panthers versus Texans. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's performance in the pass protection. Um. Uh, the uh, Texas' pass protection was bad, um, Watson's accuracy wasn't as great. It's when throwing downfield. Um, how they had he completed those two post routes? Uh, one that was called in the end of this first half, and then one that was called in the middle of the third quarter, partly because the be uh, Texans' pass protection again was bad because Watson was sacked six times. And was hit over double digits. And then Chris McCaffrey was the reason, or at least the main reason why uh, the Texans lost was because of the fact that Chris McCaffrey almost had 200 yards in total, and the Panthers' offense had 240 yards in total. So their offense basically flowed through. So if you're passing the Panthers winning, Cam Moon still out. Them. look for the Texans to try to improve not only their pass protection but also their passing game as well when it comes to throwing deep because that's been uh inconsistent Raiders versus Colts how did the Colts lose they're a better roster on paper compared to the Raiders but one of the reasons why the Raiders were able to win this game against the Colts was, or at least a couple of reasons, was the run game as well as their pass rush. Now, they only sacked Jacoby Brissett. Hit him a lot, put some pressure, make some inaccurate throws, force some turnovers. And then uh, John Jacobs, uh, rookie from Alabama, w- had a decent day running the ball, kept the offense going for the Raiders. Um, but yeah, Raiders won 31 uh, 24. So Panthers beat the Texans 16 10. Uh, yes, Raiders beat the Colts 31 24. So, still looking at the game to the end. But Raiders were going to uh, run out the clock. Patriots versus Bills. Are we witnessing the best defenses, both 1 and 2, especially in the same division? Like, my God, they made Tom Brady look like trash. Uh, The Patriots didn't really run the ball. It was basically defensive turnovers and a special teams turnover that kind of sealed the win for the Patriots. Uh, Now, granted, it was 16-10. to It was a tight game till the end. Uh, The Bills also lost their starting quarterback to a concussion that game. But, by God, the Bills' defense was the reason why they were still even in that game as a team and also the running game. But these defenses are going to be number one and two. I imagine in total yards and in points per game by the end of the season, they're they're that ridiculous. There's no names on that defense other no than for the Patriots, Stephon Gilmore, and then uh, Edmonds. I can't remember his first name. But his last name is Edmonds, the linebacker for the Bills. It's uh, it's also coached by a very underrated staff for the Bills, and of course by Bill Belichick for the Patriots. So. Awesome game. Awesome defensive battle. Um, look for these defenses to be in top two. Neck and neck. Especially in the same division throughout the season. Chiefs versus Lions. Have Lions found a way to slow down the Chiefs? Now, obviously, the Chiefs scored 34 points, but Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown pass. The Lions were also able to sack Mahomes a couple times. Got some pressure on him. Um... Now, granted, there some plays uh, that the Lions allowed just because it was some trickery a trick trickery from the Chiefs. Like they did a hook and ladder situation uh, from Kelsey to McCoy, who took that like 60 yards down the field and ended up scoring a rushing touchdown on that drive. Um, but there were just big plays that Lions allowed, but it was you know, based off trick plays. But overall, despite their top corner being gone, they didn't allow a touchdown pass, and they kept the offense mostly in check, other than the fourth quarter. So it was a competitive game, Um, and uh, Lions still had a chance to to win on a hail mary. Um, But by God, very competitive game. The offense for the Chiefs is very difficult to slow down. Um, However, uh, look for other teams' defenses to try to. Copycat with the Lions did by kind of playing prevent and it's not prevent defense, but rather just cover four, cover six, just all zone coverages, a mixture of man, too, but just all zone trying to slow down the passing game and just have the Chiefs run the ball, which is what they did. Now, granted, you don't want to get beat by the running game, but if the passing game is by far the greatest sh- strength for an offense, then you got to slow it down. Uh, the Lions did the best. Good. Um, but, uh, again, congrats to the Chiefs winning. They're 4-0. But, by the way, how the Lions played, I imagine they'll be in a playoff hunt by the end of the season. Um, no no question about that. <sighs> Seahawks versus Cardinals. Again, why did the Cardinals hire Cliff Kingsbury? They lost 27-10. to They still haven't won a game this year. They tied one with the Lions in Week 1, but they've been on a losing streak. Uh, I mean so it's just despite Kyler Murray trying to run away from giant defensive linemen because he's five eight and the Arizona Cardinals offensive line is just worse than the league. Um he's doing the best he can with what he's got and uh, I just it's gonna be again a long season for the Cardinals. Uh, Seahawks, they move on to three and one on the season. Uh, Russell Wilson is playing fantastic. He's now he's not leading the NFL in touch in throwing and passing touchdowns, but he has not thrown an interception yet this year, and and he helps the offense be number one in red zone efficiency with a ridiculous eighty eight percent. So that's in terms of scoring, both in touchdowns and in field goals, which is ridiculous. So congrats to congrats to the Seahawks winning. Vikings versus Bears. What's going on with Kirk Cousins? He's playing atrocious. How do you give a QB a three-year, $86 million contract and then contract, but yet have an atrocious play? Um, The Vikings were basically relying on Dalvin Cook to carry the team. Her cousins can't really throw an accurate deep ball, which is bad, which is ridiculous because he's got two awesome receivers in the game, especially for both being the top 10 receivers in the game, and yet he's... He's throwing inaccurate passes and he's not reading the defense well as he should be. And it's just, it's just bad. He's probably going to be the main reason why the Vikings will have a losing season if he continues to play bad. And it showed against the Bears losing 16 assists. So, granted, the Bears' defense is fantastic. But there were some plays where there was a wide open receiver and either Kirk Cousins threw an inaccurate pass or just didn't see the receiver. And that was on him. Bags versus Broncos. Burnett's big day. Everyone's going crazy over Gardner Minshew and his mustache. And he's able to break away sacks and find a wide open receiver for a touchdown. And, oh, Minshew magic. No, no, it's not. Yes, he did that for like one play to score a touchdown. No, he was not the biggest difference in the game. It was under Burnett. He wasn't able to escape all of Broncos were able to do force. Um, so, congrats on the Jaguars being able to beat the Broncos uh, just because of Leonard Fournette. He had over 200 yards rushing, ridiculous. He had a couple touchdowns on the ground. Um, the Broncos were able to keep the game close. Uh, ended up winning, I believe, 27 to 20. No, I'm sorry, 26-24. Um, but yeah, the Jags had the ball last. They were moved down the field just off of a pass interference and some two pass plays that were that were, you know, by the receiver catch mostly. And and so and Minshew didn't make wild throws either. He just dumped it off to a receiver, did the rest of the work. On the field goal range to win the game. Uh, so congrats on the Jags winning that. Congrats on Net's big day. Broncos are still in the world of suck going for on the year bucks versus Rams what happened the Bucks won 55 40 like everyone's saying that there was no run game from the from the Rams which is the case however throughout the first half their 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 game plan at least for us saw with Sean McKay was to pass the ball a lot which is what they did against what could arguably be a pretty bad secondary by the Bucks however it was a bug offense that kind of made the difference. James Winston threw one pick. However, he also threw over 400 yards and four touchdowns. Like, what is that? Especially against big names for the Rams defense with Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers and Marcus Pierce and the key to leave. Like, that shouldn't happen. And it did. Especially at home. The Rams were playing at home. Um. Uh, Within the man was the Rams defense playing atrocious. It was somehow having a great game and just inconsistencies from the, from the offense. When you're throwing the ball 68 times, that's pretty bad. Because you want to stay balanced. throwing the ball 68 times, that's an indicator for losing the game and trying to catch up. you are now 21 nothing. Uh, by middle of the second quarter. And, but that was because, I and mean, I blame it on Sean McVay for going pass heavy and not, you know, calling run plays to keep a balance because that is the extent of the offense. Um, and unfortunately, that's how it happened, or at least I felt that what should have happened. Um, but they decided to go pass heavy and uh, for a reason why they lost. Uh, Again, 55-240. Cowboys versus Saints. Cowboys were not prepared for a great defense. Again, as I mentioned before in my previous episode, the Cowboys have played nobody. They played all the teams that have been tanking or have atrocious defenses, um, and they played against a great defense. And um, obviously, uh, Dak threw... He had the last play of the game, through a hail mary, ended up getting intercepted because there was pressure on that play. And so, congrats uh, on the Saints winning twelve to ten. But yeah, those the Cowboys were not offensively were not ready for the Saints defense. And so they'll play the Packers this 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 week. And so I don't know what to make of it necessarily whether it's going to be an actual great defensive performance by the Packers or a atrocious one. That's neither here nor there. Last but definitely not least, uh, Bengals versus Steelers. Uh, Steelers one was unimpressive. Like good completion rate by Mason Rudolph, but he only threw the deep ball once over 20 yards, which ended up being a touchdown. And it should have it should have been all deep balls. Like and also you only got the ball to Juicer smith Juicer three times. Like the secondary for the Bengals is in the bottom of the league. It's bad. Like 31st. You should be able to pass the ball with no problem. Which evidently they did, but you should be able to throw the deep ball with no problem. And that's not what happened. They just hit touchdowns. And it was a lot of run after the catch. And so, yes, the Steelers won 27-3, but I was not impressed by their win necessarily. So that's it for uh, reviewing the games. And here are the games coming up for this week. Um Rams versus Seahawks Thursday night. Tomorrow, Um, something to look for is, will the Rams often stay balanced? And will Russell Wilson continue this excellent play? Russell Wilson is not throwing interception this year. He's helped the offense be number one in terms of red zone percentage with 88% in terms of scoring. And then uh, will the Rams often stay balanced? Um, Everyone's playing Tom Gurley's play, but really it's also the offensive line and also the uh, play calling by Sean McVay. Um, so look for the Rams. Either stay balanced by run, 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 then play action, or just pass heavy. That's something to look and see on Thursday night. Jets versus Eagles. Jets offense versus Eagles defense. Eagles secondary is atrocious. Uh, the the Jets offense might get Sam McDonald back this week. If not, look for them to try to feed the ball to wide receiver Jamison Crowder. Um, that's something we're looking to for this game. Jets offense versus Eagles defense. Jacks versus Panthers, it's going to be the Fournette and Christian McCaffrey show. Who performs better is part of the most likely win the game. Uh, Again, Leonard Fournette had over 200 yards rushing last game, and Christian McCaffrey had 70% of the offensive yards by the Panthers. So those guys are going to definitely be featured in their offenses. Vikings versus Giants. Kirk has an opportunity to play well. He's facing a atrocious secondary. Um, even though the Giants have been on a two-game winning streak, um, Kirk has an opportunity with Adam Thielen and Savon Diggs to play well. To at least throw over 300 yards. Like, damn, come on. Uh, that's something to look into. Falcons versus Texans. Will the Texans offense stay consistent? That's something to look into. You know, week one, they scored 28 points. They were able to throw the ball deep and complete those passes. But then week two, they only scored 13 points. Week three, they scored uh, 27 points. They were able to throw the ball deep and complete passes within the 15-yard range, able to get and do the ball quickly with no problem Completed those passes um, and no turnovers there. And it, they were inconsistent against the Panthers. Had a hell mary chance to win the game. Unfortunately, I was incomplete. Um, but their pass protection again was bad. And I couldn't connect on those deep passes that might have changed the game. And so, look for the offense to see if they stay consistent. Bucks versus Saints is going to be the play of Teddy Bridgewater and the play of Jameis Winston. That's probably going to be the difference maker as to which team wins the game. Bills versus Titans, will the World Titans please show up? Are they going to somehow play bad, or are they going to somehow play good? So something to look into? However, if you're looking for an offensive shootout, that's not going to happen. I don't think the Bills defense is ranked two right now. Full defense in top ten for our points per game in red zone who, uh, in terms of allowing touchdowns in the red zone, so look for them to at least keep the Titans um, out of the end zone. Cards versus Bengals, which team will get the first win? Both defenses are bad, both offenses are bad. So while one team is o three and one, and the other team's oh and four, both of them have not won a game. That's something to look into. Uh, Patriots versus Redskins, just skip this game. Patriots are going to win regardless. Uh, Ravens versus Steelers. Will Masons will Masons play? Will it just be a bunch of check downs? Or will it be throwing the ball deep? Ravens, I mean, I'm sorry, Bears versus Raiders. It's going to be Barry Carr against Khalil Mack or offense, Raiders offense against the Bears defense. Uh, Broncos versus Chargers. It's going to be Joe Flacco. Uh, will it be consistent touchdowns? And something to look into is whether the Chargers will collapse in the second half. Packers versus Cowboys. Will the Pack's offense click finally, or will it still be inconsistent? And uh, will the Pack's defense bounce back or not? Colts versus Chiefs. Colts secondary against Patrick Mahomes. Let's see how they play. Uh, It's it's difficult to even slow down the Chiefs offense. Um, But look for the Colts to kind of repeat the game plan that the Lions um, had ran this past week defensively. And then Browns versus 49ers this is going to be Freddie Kitchens and Kyle Shanahan. Both defenses are pretty good uh, or are at least similar in terms of stats, in terms of scheme. Uh, although Browns do run more of a four, three, but they've been running odd fronts recently. So a three, four, if you will. Um, also, uh, Kyle Shanahan's got multiple weapons to work with, and, and so does Freddie Kitchens. It just depends how they're used. And I think Kyle Shanahan has an edge here in terms of not only experience, but in terms of play calling, being creative, and since getting the ball out to everyone. I'm not saying the 49ers will win, but that's something that we're looking to as a matchup between Kitchens, the head coach of the crowd, who's also the offensive uh, play caller there, and Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers. Who's, offensive play Carlo. there so that's something you're looking to for Monday night football but thank you so much for listening thank you so much for taking the time to listen whether it's morning good morning whether it's afternoon hope, hope your day is going well thus far whether it's night hopefully you're going to get some good sleep but again thank you take, for taking the time to listen to this episode and uh, again um, have a good day y'all have a kick-ass day